Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we are now into the second week of grass court tennis. And I'm telling you, Bryce, I love seeing those green lawns. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, man? It just makes me feel good. (laughs) And and the sound is just different. You know, the the sound of the ball hitting the the grass and 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 the shots and all yeah it's 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 nothing like it um and and I've never played on real grass before I've only played on artificial grass and so I just wonder you know what that feels like you know right right it, it you're right about the sound and I I love it because it plays into the style of tennis that I enjoy which is that you know boom 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 winner boom boom error type of thing (laughs) you know i mean i can appreciate the rallies and you know that you get on clay and and all the the strategy involved with creating angles and doing all that stuff but sometimes i just want to see some just some big old tennis just trying (laughs) to hit just hit hit your opponent off the court i just love trying i just love that I, i i honestly do and like you said it's the sound and yeah, it, it, it just makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and we've got a lot of tournaments going on right now. And, yes. And, and I will and I think I mentioned this last week. It just it's just very sad for me to see all of these Russian and Belarusian players playing, knowing, you know, that they can't play Wimbledon. Right, right. Uh, you know, that's just very sad to me because I'm telling you what, who's looking like one of the best grass court players out there right now is Medvedev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is looking strong, isn't he? Yeah. And we would not have said that two years ago, three years ago. You know, I think last year at Wimbledon was the first year. I don't I, I don't know if he made it to like the fourth round or something like that, but he had a he had a pretty decent, you know, showing and having made two you know, was is it? Yeah, two finals in a row. Yeah. Uh, the Netherlands, where he lost to that Van Rithoven, and then you know we're going to talk about him losing to um, Herkic. Right. Um, right. And um, but just to make it to the finals of both of those tournaments, you know his his um, confidence would have been very high going into Wimbledon. Right, exactly. And they had even asked him about that, just sort of like, you know, why does he think he's doing so much better at these tournaments? And he was like, well, because basically I don't have the pressure of of knowing that I have to play a Grand Slam. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, so I could leave it all out there. And I think that that's what we're seeing. But you can definitely tell that he has improved his grass court game tremendously. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to him. Um, yes. And since we're talking Wimbledon news right now, you know, we heard, surprise, surprise, that uh, Naomi Osaka had withdrawn right. from Wimbledon. And I know she cited that, what is it, that her Achilles is still not right. Mm-hmm. But Naomi put it out there the day after or a couple of days after they decided to strip the ranking points away. <laughs> she had put it out there like, hmm, I don't know if I can get the motivation. <laughs> I knew right then she wasn't playing Wimbledon. So this whole like Achilles thing right here that we just heard about, I could have told you this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I mean, honestly with Naomi, 
it's like you said, bro. It's it's this is not her time of year. She doesn't really like the clay. She doesn't really like the grass. So I just think it's smart of her to just take the time, get your get your body right, get everything right as we get into the U.S. hardcourt season. And and yeah, and then let's you know try and make a run at you know what I what is pretty much you know one of your two favorite Grand Slams, which is the U.S. Open. So it it, it just makes sense, but. You're exactly right. I, I don't think she was fooling anybody with, with all of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, um, well, let's go ahead and jump into the results, you yeah. know, last week. And, um, you know, I'm just going I'm just going in order of what I see on my screen here. So okay. starting with the women, uh, the tournament in Birmingham. Yes. Uh, yes. Great Britain last week. Uh, and, you know, we had a couple of, 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 you know, big names in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell you what, y'all, I am so impressed right now because the PDF functionality on WTA <laughs> site is working this week. So I don't know if they were borrowing the IT guy from the ATP or not, but whoever you got, keep them. Right. <laughs> exactly. Please keep them. Exactly. Can you please keep? <laughs> so, um, so in this tournament, you know, we didn't know whether Halep was going to do something, if Kvitova was going to do something. Um, you know, it, it, you know, we had some decent names in here, but in the finals, you had once again, Haddad, Maya, and Jung. Right. And how did that happen, Isaac? <laughs> well, you know what, Bryce? I mean, that Haddad Maya is showing herself to be a really, really talented resource or person on grass. I mean, again, someone kind of coming out of the blue, which we don't know too much about. But, you know, she is really showing that that grass is definitely a surface that she can she can play on very fluently. And quietly, Haddad Maya is she's she's got some height to her. So she's got a big game. I didn't know how, I didn't recognize how tall she was until she kind of stood at the net with uh, Simona Halep and she was kind of towering over Simona. So it was a little surprising to me. I didn't recognize just again, her height and just, you know, her power that she possessed and she's a lefty. So yeah, man, she's, she's doing some big things. I'm actually very impressed. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see if she can carry this through to, um, you know, Wimbledon. Now, in the final, she did get a retirement from Zhang. Um, But, you know, Haddad Maya has been on a run recently, and there was uh, no indication that she wasn't going to potentially pull this one off anyway. So Exactly. uh, So this was a 250 tournament on the Mm -hmm. WTA tour, so... Shout out and congratulations uh, to her. Yes. So let's let's go ahead and let's bounce to the next tournament. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm sitting here bouncing around on my screen. Um, the next one was in Berlin, which was a 500 level tournament. Yes. And this is the one where we actually did get the top seed to the finals. You know, we had uh, a finals of Jabur 
and Benchich, but before we even get to them, can we talk about, uh, you know, Coco Golf having another strong week? Absolutely. You know, we always are on the lookout for Coco, and she, again, played a really, really good tournament. To be able to switch it up and, you know, and, and, and get these good results on grass, hey, and 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 no shame losing against Jabur. No shame whatsoever, because uh, we've we've recognized that Jabur is one of the hot girls right now. Uh, right. You know, you don't see Sviatek, but yeah, Jabur is definitely the next in line. And so to lose to her is definitely no, you know, that's that's not a bad thing. So Coco should be feeling really really good about her game and where she's sitting. And I'm hoping this translates into her getting a good spot in the draw where she can really, you know, make some things happen because, you know, she had a, a really good win this week over uh, over Pliskova, who Pliskova is a Wimbledon finalist, right? That, that, yes, she is. Absolutely. Lost so, to Barty yeah. last year. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so she had a straight set win uh, on her. It, uh, before she went out to Jabur. So that was a really good um, win. And and shout out to Alicia Parks yes. for qualifying, winning her first round. And like you just said, no shame in going out to Jabur. Exactly. I mean, just she was she was in there playing some really good tennis. I saw parts of that that match. And yeah, she she represented herself extremely well. So good. Good for Alicia Park. I hopefully hopefully we're going to continue to see some bright things from her. Right. Uh, I, I agree with you. But to that final of Jabur and Benchich, and we, we know what a good grass court player that Belinda is. Uh, once again, we had another retirement. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with our ladies, but yeah, she she ended up taking a little bit of a fall and kind of hurt the ankle. And uh, based on that, she tried to play on it a little bit and and just kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, she wasn't 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 able to do it. So she went ahead and retired. And, you know, sometimes that's just the right thing to do. You know, when you're when you do injure yourself, you you want to make sure you don't really take yourself out. And mind you, I know there's no points at Wimbledon, but still. She wants to be able to be some type or have some some form of impact there. So I think better to be cautious. Absolutely. And and speaking of the injuries on the grass, I, I know that they made an announcement at Wimbledon that this year they are going to allow some practicing uh, on center court and, and court number one. Because remember, they talked before about since those courts, no one ever practiced on them. They tended to be slicker and not, you know, as worn down. So um, they did make that adjustment, you know, for this year. So hopefully that'll make a difference in terms of the number of injuries that will be this year. Let's hope so, because, yeah, you never want to see anybody get injured. And it's so easy to do so on grass because the minute it gets any level of moisture, it becomes very, very slick, very slippery. Exactly. Um, So that's a good move there. Um, Now, the third tournament was a a 125. So, you know, we we don't have uh, space on this show to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are going to go ahead and jump over to the men. Yes. Um, wow. When I tell you that. Okay. 
So when did Berrettini all of a sudden become like the grass court guy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, when did that happen? I mean, granted, I knew he made it to the finals of Wimbledon, but I think I even heard, and I could be wrong in this, but did they say like out of his seven titles, he's won four of grass? Yeah, that's correct. That is correct. It, which I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, yeah, Berrettini is a beast on on grass. He is not the one to be played with. <laughs> Apparently, Apparently. Uh, and and he beasted out. I mean, I know he had a tough one against Dennis Kutler, but he beasted out against Daniel Evans, against Tommy Paul, against Van de Zandschulp. Um and and quite honestly, although the score in the finals against Krajanovic was seven five six four, I never just felt like that match was ever in any doubt from Berrettini. I, I so agree with you there. I because Krajanovic is, you know, to me he plays good tennis and he's a he's a good striker on for all shots. But there's nothing about his game that I can see that's really like, whoa, that's something you have to watch out for. Um, And so to me, it's like if Berrettini has his serve and his forehand going, I do not see this being at all a contest. (laughs) You know, and and honestly, it it was good. Like you said, the scoreline reflects that it was a good match. But like you said, going into that final, I I was like, I would be in absolute shock if Berrettini did not win this and win it in straight sets, which is what he did. Exactly. <laughs> now, Isaac, shout out to our veterans still. What? 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 Who got into Chilich's Kool-Aid? That's what I'm trying to figure out, man. He didn't show it out at the French and now he's coming into, you know, his grass court uh, season feeling very confident and he's putting some things on some folks and, and, and it's, 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 you know, good on him. He made it to the semis and that's a great result. I, I honestly expected him to take out Krajinovic. So in that I was a little bit like, Hmm, what, what happened there? But I just think Krajinovic was on one in that particular match and, uh, and he just got past him, but yeah, kudos to Chilich, man. He's, he's showing some real nice form right now. Yes, he is. And um, that'll be someone once again, that's going to be someone that folks are checking for in the draw. Yes. I don't know if how high he's going to be seated or not, but I know nobody really is going to want to see him in mm-hmm. the, of the draw. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so keeping it moving uh, to the 500 level tournament and Halle, Germany, which at some point will be renamed the Roger Federer Open. Uh, (laughs) Yes. We had one of those examples we were talking about earlier with Medvedev. I mean, as the top seed uh, came through and just kind of basically rolled to the finals. (laughs) Right. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, uh, he he really did have a good tournament, uh, Bryce. Because like I said, he 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 ran into some tough opponents. I mean, Ivashka yeah. is never someone nope. to take lightly. He's a rough customer. You got uh, RBA, who is always good on grass and just a hard competitor, regardless. Got so past him. Fun. Gave yeah, gave him a whole biscuit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, that's pretty impressive. And then he got Ate, who was the you know local favorite. And, uh, you know, and and spanked him up and sent him on. So, I mean, really, really good results by Medvedev. Now, in that bottom half, we're, you know, when you look at a tournament and you say somebody really deserved to win based upon, like, boy, yes. I mean, 
for him to have to go through Cressy on grass. Yep. Cressy. Yep. Umber, FAA, and Nick Kyrgios. Mm-hmm. And didn't Umber win the tournament last year? Oh, he might have. Or maybe not. I Maybe I'm thinking of a different tournament. But, yeah, Umber is not an easy customer to deal with. But like you oh. said, whew, crazy. And then that match against Kyrgios. <laughs> Bro, that was a good – that was a match. That was awesome. Yes. Yes, I, I, I am, I am gaining more and more respect, and, and mind you, you know Hubie's always been on my on my squad. I, I, I you know, right. call, you know, call it what you will. I like Hubie Hercotch, and he, he to me is showing a very, very heightened level of tennis right now because quietly, like I said, he played a hell of a match against Felix. And then to get up with Nick and Nick, you know, Nick ain't scared of nobody, especially on grass. Right. That was a that was an outstanding match. And I think typically most people kind of crack when they're dealing with the the full force of Nick Kyrgios. And right. I have to say, Hubie, Hubie was like, bitch, no, I ain't scared of you. <laughs> he was like, I got game two on this surface. Do not get it twisted, son. Right. I, I was impressed, bro. I was he 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 put his chest out and he was like, Nick, ain't nobody scared of you. I got game on this surface too. And I it was just impressive, bro. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> you, you I mean you said it all. And and you know, <laughs> that that matchup between Herketch and Medvedev, I mean, they've been going back and forth over the last couple of years. And um yeah, he, he got the best of Medvedev. Again, so I think he's now up in their series three two. That is correct. Yeah, he he basically was like, you know what? I can appreciate all those wonderful advancements that you have made <laughs> on grass, but let me let me let me let you know, I I have a grass court game, and I am about to sh- what expose all them flaws. And he did that. I mean, Bryce, he he whipped him up to give the number one player in the world a breadstick. And let us be very clear. This should have been a breadstick and hoe biscuit because he um he had break points to go up five two and to serve it out, I, and and he ended up letting Medvedev claw back in and get that game and it, but seriously had he gotten that that break yeah this would have been a breadstick and hoe biscuit so he dominated Medvedev in that final to be clear right right Ooh, I, yeah. I was so impressed bro. Yeah, and I really like his coach, that Craig Boynton. Yeah, Santa. <laughs> yeah, I like him. So uh, that, that, good for them. Good for them. I, I once again, her catch is going to be someone people going to be checking for in the draw. Right. And right. wanting him to be in their section. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tell you, who's always going to be looking out for her catch is Dan- Daniel Medvedev because <laughs> that is not a matchup he likes, and and. You saw what happened, right? In the match, hell, he got so frustrated, the coach ended up walking out. <laughs> <laughs> coach was like, I am not going to sit here and take all this verbal abuse from you because right. you can spanked up. Why don't you direct some of that at Hebe? Exactly. Why don't you put it where it belongs? And that's on the court against your opponent. Yeah, he walked out, and I was like, wow, okay. He, he was not happy with that loss. No, and you know, his, his coach does that on occasion. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Um, yeah, that's that's a very interesting thing. So, 
<laughs> shout out to Mateo and shout out to Hubie and May. Look, may they meet in the finals of Wimbledon. Because yes. if they meet in the finals of Wimbledon, what that means is who ain't there is. <laughs> <laughs> it's Djokovic. Although I would hope that Nadal would have a chance. Hopefully. That's true. That's true. I take that back. Hope, well, hopefully both of them are on the same side as Djokovic and Nadal's on the other side. And we can get Nadal in there to try to keep this train for a Grand Slam going. There you go. I'm loving that, brother. Yes, yes. So, all right. So let's move into the tournaments for this week. And, all right. And and going back to the women, mm-hmm. uh, we have a 250 in Germany. And okay. in this tournament, um, for seed, she had Casacchino was the top seed. Bencic was actually the the second seed, but you know due to her injury in the finals uh, last week, she withdrew. Uh, you right. have Leek Kerber, Simona Halep, uh, Kuda Matova uh, withdrew with a low back injury. Uh, Anna Samova, which I'm gonna come back to that in just a minute, uh, <laughs> and Samsonova. So okay. So let me just real quickly, Isaac, go to the Anna Samova thing. Yes. So we got great news that Darren Cahill is back on tour. You know, he had abruptly left Anna Samova and said, you know, he needed a break and he had to get away. And this was just right after the whole Tom Lanovich, Berrettini thing happened and people were speculating and him being... Uh, Cahill being Australian and Tom Lanovich being Australian and the rumors of Anna Samova and Berrettini and did all of this tie together in one big mess. Mm-hmm. So when Cahill came back, what I found to be very interesting is he has come back. Not He is not returning as Anna Samova's coach. No. He is returning to coach Yannick Center. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Number one, Isaac, I think this is a huge upgrade for center. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, and the right kind of coach he needs for where he's at in his game and in the rankings. And it doesn't really help a lot of the rumors about why Cahill left Anna Samova. It, it really doesn't. I mean, honestly, it, it feels like it kind of solidifies it, if if we're being honest with you. So, you know, there was, of course, you know, the little the, the speculation that there was a little, you know, little little s- sneaking. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and Darren ain't about that. Darren's like, you know what? I'm all about tennis. I'm about, you know, business. I don't want any of this foolishness around me. And 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 I just think that as a result of that, he, you know, without without it being stated or said, was like, I am going to, um, you know, bow out of this situation so as not to be associated with any of the mess. And I think it was the right thing to do, very much so. Right. And he's come back with a dynamic player. Yeah, yeah I may I may start liking Sinner again based on uh, <laughs> Darren coaching him now. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I think that that is a great, great pickup um, on on Yannick Sinner's part, because I think Darren will begin to diversify his game, which is what's needed. I think Yannick is a incredible ball striker, um, Mm -hmm. but there needs to be 
if you're going to really, really be challenging for grand slams, you've got to be able to have some level of variety and a plan A, I mean, a plan B, plan C, plan D. And I just don't know that I see that in his game right now. I just think it's power on top of power on top of power. And when people can deal with that, he struggles and he doesn't really have a different plan to go to. So I think Darren will help him in that regard. And I think he'll be a better player because of it. I, I agree with everything you just said. Um, now, the other thing I want to talk about is uh-huh. I should probably let you talk about it. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm just minding my business. I'm in my house just trying to watch a little tennis. Right, right. <laughs> and so I'm watching Sloan Stevens against Ooh. Katie Swan. Yeah. So I'm watching and I see that Katie, uh, that Sloan gives her a whole biscuit, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. she's running through her. Let me go run some errands. Right. And so while I'm out on my errands, there's <laughs> a message from our good friend, Linnell, <laughs> who is like, can you believe Sloan lost that match? <laughs> I thought she was talking about a match like last week. Or, <laughs> she couldn't be talking about the match that I had just been watching. And Isaac. So clearly I didn't see the second two sets. Yeah. What happened? Well, I, you know, Bryce, I think it's just, I think it's what we, what we typically have to associate with Sloan and that there is always going to be kind of that level of inconsistency with her game. I, I, I I don't know that Sloan has a, you, you know, how certain people are like, you know, this is my, this is my baseline. And on my baseline day, I can beat the, you know, this level of player, whether it be top 50, top, you know, 30, top 20, whatever the case may be. I, I don't believe, you know, and I, I hate to be like that, but I don't think Sloan has that baseline. And so you never really know what you're going to get from her when she's on the court. And mind you, I would consider grass to be by far her worst surface of all of the three. I, you know, I think clay is a very good surface for her as is the hard courts. But with, with grass, you have to be, well, you don't have to be, but you tend to be, you're rewarded by your aggression. And to me, Sloan, similar to kind of like an Andy Roddick is not Andy Roddick, Andy Murray was, is just not typically their, their default mode is defense. And so I think it takes them out of their comfort zone to do or to be offensive, even though she seemed very offensive in that first set and gave yeah. that whole biscuit. But mm-hmm. apparently Swan was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding your game a little bit better. And, <laughs> you know, I'm about to do this Swan song on you and, and, and dance some pirouettes. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, that's what she did, because I was just sitting there like, Sloan, please don't tell me you're about to lose. To somebody I heard about again. And I sure think, enough. Didn't she rank like 205? Well, she was ranked 205. She's going to be high. <laughs> but. Uh, exactly. But that goes back to your point about either Sloan's baseline is below 205 or it's <laughs> 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 non-existent. I think it's non-existent, bro. I just, I, I don't know. You just you just never know exactly which Sloan you're going to get when she jumps on the court. Now, mind you, what I will say and what we need to, you know, highlight our sister on is Sloan was at the White House last week 
doing an anti-bully bullying uh, session. She, she, you know, took photos and everything with uh, Kamala, uh, uh, Kamala Harris, our, our vice president, and um, and and you know, she was the you know speaker and and and. So you know, to to be at the White House and 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 she was dressed to the nines. She had on this pink outfit that I was like, "All right, Sloan, you trying to you trying to bring it?" Right. And uh, so I would say that, and then just coming off of that, flying in and then start playing a tournament. Maybe she just wasn't right, and so. But again, she did win that first set six two. But you know, it could be the fact that hey, maybe she just didn't. You know, the wind kind of you know kind of left her, or I I I can't really even fully comment. But it, it was disappointing to see that she allowed someone ranked in the two hundreds to come back and uh, and and snatch that match from her. That that that's not a good look. Right. Exactly. I agree. So yeah, when you look at the draw. You know, do any names jump out at you in terms of potential winners of this event? Um, honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I'm not really. Yeah, I I I, I can't really can't really call it. I mean, who 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 are you liking in this whole thing? Well, I do, I just don't know if this is an opportunity for Halep to step forward mm-hmm. and and to really, you know, put herself out there with Patrick behind her. Um, because, I mean, there isn't real. I mean, top seed is Casaquina. I'm not as afraid of Casaquina on grass. Right. Um, Sloan is out. Uh, Bianca, we just don't know. Correct. Uh, Anna Samova, I can't remember how her results have been on grass. I think, again, she's better on play and hard. So, yeah, I think it's kind of that movement thing on grass. And and I, so, yeah, I'm not sure how good she is either, to be honest with you. Yeah, and out of that bottom half, I mean, <laughs> just it's a grab bag. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bitch, or, or because Angelique Kerber, I mean, she got that retirement shadow on her back, <laughs> and you know, Cornet, you you know, she's a battler, but you just never know from round to round. And I mean, shoot, Sabine Lasicki may come through that bottom half. Yeah, like, which is shocking because I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even know she was still playing. To be honest with you, so. You know, it's nice to see her back out. I've always been kind of a fan of Sabine Lazicki's, but yeah. um, you know, cool. yeah, she seemed like a like she cool. But I, you know, if you're gonna, if I were to look in that draw and put anything on anyone, I would probably still kind of keep my good eye out on Angelique Kerber because again, she she's won this, so she you know she she not won this, but she won Wimbledon, so right, you know. You have to think that she's got the she's got the capability. It's whether or not the focus is there. Uh, yeah, and she look. She has as good a shot as anybody else in that draw. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh. Hell, it could be Kalinskaya falling through there. Probably, you know? It really could be. <laughs> we saw Medvedev take an L in the finals to a guy we have never heard of before. I know, right? Right. Uh, oh well, let me let me take that back because uh, Cornet already done smacked her up. So anyway. <laughs> 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 oh man, crazy, 
But yeah, man, I don't know who to call on this tournament, man. This is one of those pick 'em. You just kind of close your eyes, point your finger, put your finger on the name, and 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 that person has pretty much as good a chance as anybody to get through. But I do like what you're saying. I think that Simona should be raising this title. Yeah, that that would be really really nice to see. So yeah, we will keep you guys posted on that. So we also have a. 500-level tournament in Eastbourne, which has gotten more publicity based upon doubles (laughs) (laughs) than singles this week, and that's because we know that Serena and Anz Jabur are playing doubles together. Um, Just want to give the listeners an update. As soon as you guys gave us the heads up that Venus's coach was um, coaching Serena as well. Um, I reached out to him because, you know, we've been friendly online and he did confirm for me, as you all know by now, that he was coaching both Serena and Venus. And of course, you know, I took the opportunity to ask him to come on our show and and to talk about it because I said, look, you're in rarefied air. Not too many people have been both the coach of Venus and Serena. Um, So I was trying to catch him before they headed across the pond. I didn't get him then, but he did say he was going to come on the show. So we're going to try to get him on here for you all um, at some time after Wimbledon. But um, Isaac, I think they have a very winnable first round against Bushkova and Cerebus Tormo. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely think the same thing. I think that it's a good opening match. It allows our queen Serena to hopefully find some level of rhythm and, uh, you know, be able to, to you know, kind of kind of feel, feel her way back into this game. So I agree with you. I think it's a it's a good first rounder for sure. Yeah. And then we'll just if we can get out of the first round, we'll just take it round by round after that. <laughs> exactly. We, uh, yeah, you you better believe my eyes and a lot of our eyes are going to be on that match. That's going to, and Tennis Channel came out and said, we will be televising that match. <laughs> right, don't don't even play around, Tennis Channel, because we'll, we'll have to cut you. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get to the, the business end of these draws, which is the singles end. And this is a very good draw. Uh, we have... Uh, Top seed Bedosa, then Jabur, then Sakari, then Pliskova, then Muguruza. Uh, Coco Golf uh, withdrew, citing a change of schedule. So there you mm-hmm. go. Uh, there we go. Prachikova is back. Uh, yes. And uh, Astapanko. That's a good draw, man. Really a, good draw. It's a very good draw. And even people that are seated lower who are of interest is you still have Rabakina in this draw. You have Jill Teichman, who's always coming to fight. Yes. Uh, Mass and Keys, for those of y'all keeping track. Uh, oh. Camilla Georgie, who has been playing well as of late. Uh, yeah. Bit of a two Wimbledon titles. Haddad Maya. Yeah, you go. You don't want to see her in your section of the draw. So... <laughs> Um, let's, let's go ahead and take a look. So by the way that the draw is, Isaac, who do you see kind of coming through? Let's, let's, let's jump into like the semifinals. Sure. Um, so on the top here, let me make sure that I'm seeing the entire draw. Yeah. At the top, 
You know, I tell you what, you know, Haddad, Madai, Haddad Maya may have a interesting matchup against Kanepi. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what, in the form that she's been showing, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if she made the semifinals. Because at this point, I don't know what Bedosa's bringing to the court because we ain't seen much from her. Um, right. In the other half, we've got potentially Rabacano or Ali Risk. And we know Ali can play very well on grass. This is probably this is her favorite surface. But even seeing Ali's game versus what I've seen from Haddad Maya, if they were to meet up, I would still give the 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 edge to Haddad Maya. Yeah. So I think I would call her for that that particular semi. And um, as far as the uh, oh man, so because you know you got Pliskova, you got Kvitova, you got Krachikova, and it's like we don't know what we're gonna get from any of them. Um, and and so that's where that one's kind of tough to call someone because quietly, who knows? It could be your Strimska or, or Donna Vekic. I mean, you know, right. <laughs> um, if I had to pick somebody just based on just my instinct, I would probably say Pliskova. Um, okay. Yeah, because I, I, I think she played pretty well this past week. And even though Coco got her, I, I think she actually did play a good a good match. And if I'm looking at the other ladies in that area, that particular area, you know, if she has to battle Teichman, that could be interesting. But I'm going to call Plishka. So I'm going to call that as being that semi. What about you? I'm going to pass it to you, and then I'll do the bottom one. Uh, I agree with you with the Haddad Maya. You know, stick with the high hand. You're right. <laughs> Until she, she shows she can't do it anymore, uh, I, I'll roll with her. And I'm going to go with the one person you didn't name uh, that I think she'll mean. I'm going with Teichman. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm a, I'm, I, I, you know, I, I like the way that she battles and all the people, all, let me just say, all the quote unquote names she has in her section mm-hmm. have been fragile as of recent. Right, right. And um, so Pliskova is probably the most, is the biggest threat. So that could very well be the quarterfinal. I think Teichman and Pliskova, and then the winner of that meeting, Haddad and Maya in, in the semis. Gotcha. Well, keep on going. Who do you have on that bottom? Well, on the bottom half, I'm, I'm once again, sticking with the hot hand, Jabur. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to roll with her going to the semis, and especially if she and Serena play well, that's just going to hype her up even more. Right. Uh, and then I think she'll, she'll meet Sakari probably. Yeah, yeah. That's who I'm predicting as well, is that Sakari Jabur. And like I said, Jabur, you know, Sakari will, will unfortunately crack, and Jabur will do what she does, and she'll make it to the final. And yeah, I, I kind of see a Jabur Haddad Maya final. And for me, I would pick a Jabur in that particular case. Who do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, because she's, like I said, she just got that craftiness. And I don't think, and like I said, Haddad Maya can hit the ball real well, but I just think that Jabur on grass, whew, yeah, those those spins and things that she uses and the drop shots, they really, in my opinion, play dividends on the grass. Oh, they, yeah, they, they completely do. Yeah. Uh, so, well, okay, let's go ahead and bounce it over to the men uh, for this week. And we have... Let's see how many do we have this week. So we have three going on. Uh, Are there three? 
My yeah. goodness. I'm sorry, there's two. I oh, okay. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, <laughs> there's two 250s, and we're, we're going to start with the one that's in Raphael's backyard in Majorca. Um, we have the Majorca Championships, and in this tournament, we have some 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 really good names. You got Medvedev again as the top seed. Mm-hmm. You have Cici Paz, uh, Shapovalov, uh, Karina Busta, uh, RBA, Van der Zanschlope, uh Kechmanovic, and Baez. So um, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, it's a, it's a, it's a good draw, and I love the fact that Karatsev won today, which sets up a battle between he and Medvedev in the second round. Um, and, and, yeah, he, he. I, I feel like he is going to be like, okay, you know what? <laughs> good for you for making it out that first round because quietly it looked like he was having some struggles. But <laughs> I'm gonna have to really put them things on you, especially based on recent form. Because, like I said, Medvedev has been looking really, really good on the grass. So, but I tell you what, what I'm looking forward to seeing there, and I hope I do get to see it. I need to see Medvedev versus Kyrgios. I need to see that match. I do. I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> Man, come on now. I need to see that matchup because I'll tell you what, Bryce. Nick is playing some good tennis right now, some real good tennis right now. The tennis that you would hope that he would play when he's, you know, when he's serious. If he's serious about the game, this is the type of tennis you want to see from him. And now, mind you, he keeps acting up and he does little things here and there. But overall, his game, the game that he brought against Hercotch, the game that he brought again last week, it's, it, yeah, that's some fire on a grass court. Serious. Yeah, that would be a quarterfinal matchup, and that would be, yes, I yeah, want to yeah. see that as well. So, who would you see coming through that? Honestly, I honestly think I would. I would see Kyrgios taking out Medvedev. I really do. I just think his ego is such that because again, Hercotch is a different beast because Hercotch has a solid grass court game. I think Medvedev is still trying to build his grass court game. And Nick has his solid. Nick is Nick's is solid, and I just don't think that Medvedev is going to be able to deal with all that Nick is bringing to the court. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean that makes sense to me. Um, so I could see that. Just Nick is just such a, a, a wild card. Right. Uh, you hope he continues to bring, you know, that level. And I think it's a no-brainer who. Ever wins that match, who they meet in the semis, I think it's PCB all all day long. All, all day long, yeah. I don't. Those other three names, it's like, huh? What's uh, <laughs> the junior tour? Or? I know what. Where y'all come from? So yeah, I, I I I personally see Nick making it to the finals on the top half. Okay, all right. I can I can I can get that. Yeah. Uh, and now at the bottom. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting because you, of course, always wonder where Shapo's head is, um, because you would think that he would have a great game on grass because he's got all that power and all, you know, just, you would think so, but you always think something about Shapo and then it it doesn't come to fruition. So for me specifically, and I'm going to tell you what, we have not seen much out of Sisi Paz at this point in time. Right. 
But we did see Van de Zandschulp playing some <laughs> tournaments. Right. So I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to go out on a limb. And I actually think that I, I, I'm going to put Van de Zandschulp against Shapovalov. And I actually am going to put him in the final. I, I can't argue with that. Because he's the only one that has any form at this point. Shapo hasn't played. Paz hasn't played. And I just see, of all the other remaining people, I would say Van Zandstrup should be able to beat them. Now, mind you, Mackey's always a tough out. Love Mackey McDonald. But mm-hmm. I would think that uh, Botic should be able to take him out. And even the same thing with if Ivashka got past Paz, I would still pick Botic to get past him. So I'm, I'm, I'm going Van Zandstrup. So who wins that final between Curios and Van der Zandschulp? Oh, that's it's it's all day Curios. <laughs> <laughs> you know we 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 we've just picked Curios to win a tournament. I I know I know, and honestly, it makes me nervous. But at the same time, based on what I've been seeing from him, and based on the fact that it's grass, I don't think I don't think Curios has to really really think that much on grass. He just his whole natural instinct of being aggressive and doing all the trick shots and everything, I think it plays well on grass. And I don't know that I see anybody in this draw really being able to stop that train. I, I don't. And I just think from an ego standpoint, he's just going to beat up on Medvedev because, again, Medvedev is number one. And you know how much Kyrgios likes getting him scalps. You know how much he loves it. Right, right. You know, so even if a Shapo or a CC Pass got into the final, it would to me give him even more motivation to win. Because again, he likes having those names on his resume of people that he's beat, and he absolutely should be beating them based on the grass court game that he brings to the court. In my opinion, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, and but speak- you, but and when speaking of curios, yeah, but- <laughs> it's like it's, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, I thought it was interesting that Coco Golf put a message out on, I think it was on Twitter. Yeah. Where she was saying, you know, who's down to play mixed doubles <laughs> at Wimbledon, right? And so, you know, a lot of people were responding Kyrgios. And I know that Coco and Kyrgios have talked about playing together. Right. Um, but you know me, I came out there, I was like, look, you had a chance to grab Jack Sock. Well, it, didn't he respond? Did Jack respond? Yes, yes. I think that they showed Jack Sock. Jack Sock responded as well as Chris Eubanks. They played that on the Tennis Channel. So yeah, oh. Jack put it out there. He responded. I told. I put it out there from Brothers on Tennis. I was like, Coco, <laughs> if you get a chance, I think I said Jack Sock. Uh huh. And I know we got a lot of likes on that comment. Uh, because I know it, it's exciting to 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 say Curios because he he is exciting and crazy and all that kind of stuff. Right. But Jack has a level of discipline in the doubles right. that I don't think Curios has. No, and, agree. And I think that Coco is a very disciplined player. Right. Right. And so, uh, and shoot, keep it American. Exactly, exactly. I mean, if she's serious and actually really wants to contend for the mixed doubles title at Wimbledon, to me, you go with Jack Sock. If you want a name, if you want the fanfare of it, you pick a Nick Kyrgios. But if you really, truly want to compete, you definitely go with Jack Sock. No question in my mind. I I could, I 
can't say it any better than you just did. (laughs) That is right on. So that's good. I I didn't see that on Tennis Channel. So uh, so Jack Jack responded that he would. Yeah, yeah. He I forget what he said. He was like, you know, set up a wild card and 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 we can do it. And then I think Chris Chris Banks was like, bruh. You know, you know, let up. He, he said, bro, that was funny. He was like, you know, do something and let let me know. Or yeah. Yeah. So, no, he they, they showed those two responses from those two. They didn't even show a curios, but they did show one from Jack Sock and one from Chris Eubanks. Mm, like Chris, very nice guy. But Chris, you can sit down and let Jack Sock <laughs> come up here and do what you do. <laughs> you know, I know you and Coco are tight and all that. <laughs> but about friends, just about points and money. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I would pick Jack Sock. I just would. I Never 100% been. agree, bro. I'm biased. I'm a Jack Sock fan, but. But I mean, but still, even if you're not a Jack Sock fan, you can't, you can't not take into account the results and what Jack Sock has done with the majority of the doubles players that he's partnered with. Jack Sock yeah. has a, a celebrated uh, resume as it relates to doubles, mixed doubles. I mean, the man got a, uh, he's got a gold medal. I don't think yeah. Nick Kyrgios do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, like I said, to me, it's all about your intent. It's like, Coco, if your intent is to win the mixed doubles championship at Wimbledon, to me, you you most definitely go with a Jack Sock. But again, if it's all about media and fanfare and, ooh, I just want to get more, you know, Twitter fans or whatever the case may be, then you absolutely go with the Nick Kyrgios because he by far is the most polarizing of any of those, of any player, pretty much. And if you're just trying to keep the whole Murata Glue family together, then that's when you go with Chris Eubank. That's exa- exactly. That's when you go with Chris because he's a part of that family. So yeah. it's um, all, in the, all in the intent. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So lots of tennis, Isaac. I mean, it's, you know, um, and to be honest with you, with the exception of Osaka's announcement, and I think maybe somebody else announced they weren't going to be there at Wimbledon, it seems like most of the players are going to be there. Right, right. Yeah, which is exciting to, to, to hear. I mean, even with the, you know, the craziness that Wimbledon came out with and, you know, it, it's disappointing that there won't be a full representation of the tour there. But I still feel like we're going to get some good tennis uh, at Wimbledon, even regardless of that. So, yeah. And I know that they raised the prize money. Oh, did they? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they raised the prize money to try to counter the whole not being able to give points. Ah, okay. So, yeah, so so it really does make it even more like an exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It really does. After <laughs> playing for cash, so mm-hmm. but you know, and I hey, look, I'd be there too playing for cash if I could. So I, that's right, bro. I mean, hey, if that's if that's the situation that's presented to you, hey, that's 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 what you got to do. Um, but like you said, bro, it, it, it still will be a good tournament and, you know, hoping that, you know, Nadal can get in there and, and do some things. And uh, and like I said, our queen, hopefully Serena will, will get in there and play and and will be of good form and good health. And uh, it'll just be nice to see her back out on the court, man. I, I, I miss I miss I miss I miss seeing Serena. 
I cannot wait uh, <laughs> to see her. I've seen some footage of her practicing. So, you know, I'm, you know, she, I, I even saw the footage today of, I guess, she was serving to uh, Tiafo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, they've got, uh, you know, she's up tomorrow. Yes. Cannot so, wait. Yeah, we'll we'll be all over that. I'll be at, I'll have my lap, my work laptop in in my lap <laughs> the TV, um, uh, with that. Oh, absolutely. So, um, I just wanted to give the listeners a heads up too. Um, so, we're gonna hit the road a bit this summer uh, yes. with U.S. Hardcore series. So. We plan to be, not plan to be, we are scheduled to be um, at the City Open in Washington, D.C. in August. We plan to be at the Western and Southern uh, in Cincinnati, also in August. And of course, starting in August, uh, the U.S. Open uh, there in New York. So, uh, Isaac, I know you were talking the other day about being excited and wanting to make our airline reservations and all that good stuff. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I think that this this uh this August is going to be a a really really fun uh a fun outing, uh lots of tennis um and 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 things that, you know, we haven't seen and or seen in a while. So I know that you know both of us have been to the western and southern. I know for me it's been years and I know a lot of improvements have been made there, so it will be awesome. Uh, to see that tournament and all of the changes that have been made there. And, you know, for D.C., neither of us have been there. And we got our brother DJ Madlinks in effect. And, you know, really looking forward to seeing him again and having that new experience of, you know, a tournament that we haven't seen yet. So, yeah, man, I'm just super excited. And we actually have uh, producer Chester along two of those three stops. So, that will be a nice added wrinkle there for us. Absolutely. I, I, I just think it'll be a fantastic month for Brothers on Tennis. So y'all get ready because we're going to be throwing a lot at you. And remember, we always love it when you come up to us at the tournaments, especially when you have on BOT merch. That's right. Don't play around. And how can you get that BOT merch? <laughs> hey, go to our website, brothersontennis.com. In the shop page, and we got lots and lots of merch, y'all. Lots of good stuff. We've gotten great feedback on our merchandise. So if you don't have any, think about it. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Absolutely. And last but not least, a little shameless plug. If you're listening to this podcast, you know, on any of the podcast hosting platforms or on our YouTube channel, give us a like. Give us a subscribe on YouTube on YouTube that, that really helps our numbers and helps continue to get our name out there. So yeah, give us a, give us a like, uh, if you like it, um, we're not asking to put a ring on it. We just ask you to press the like button. Uh, so if you like it, just go ahead and push the like button and, um, we would really appreciate that. I love that. <laughs> Oh, that is so awesome. <laughs> Come on, y'all. We gonna, we, yeah, we won't ask you to put a ring on it, but, you know, <laughs> that Beyonce re, re, uh, renaissance is coming. <laughs> exactly. 
That's crazy. <laughs> well, look, Isaac, we've got to get out of here because we want to jump on IG for a short period of time tonight. Um, but we will actually be back maybe at the end of this week recording our um, our our Wimbledon, Wimbledon preview show, correct? That's right. That is correct. Yeah, we've got another Grand Slam coming, man. It's hard to believe that it's already upon us. So, yeah. We'll get re- get that recorded and likely we'll have that out to you this weekend. So uh, be ready, folks. Right. Because I'm telling you what, when that draw comes out, the first place I'm going is full scan for Williams. <laughs> and <laughs> because I have got to see where she lands and who's in her path. So uh, uh, I, I'm going to be with like bells on waiting for that draw to come out. Absolutely, brother. You and me both for sure. All right. So, well, anyway, listeners, thank you for listening once again. We always appreciate your support. And we're going to go ahead and move on over to IG Live. So, on behalf of the podcast, this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everyone, stay good out there. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.